With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's all about want to, need to have. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Buda Baker on his back and Metcalf track him down. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. My funniest meme that I saw was yes, uh, I was tequila. Yes. BK Metcalf was like somebody else. Earlier on the show, senior college football writer for The Athletic, Nicole Auerbach. Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Coming up, Washington football team head coach, Ron Rivera. Plus, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Travis Kelsey last hour. Um, talking to him. One of my favorite parts about it was talking to him about the front row seat that he had um, of watching Mahomes learn from Alex Smith and then getting his shot in the regular season finale of his rookie season and then taking over the league pretty much ever since then. Since the conversation is like what Matt Nagy is doing in Chicago with Justin Fields trying to replicate that, just trying to get the sense of how much did you did he think Mahomes picked up from that season to make him the guy that he is right now. And if you missed that, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show will also tweet it out at Rich Eisen Show. The lead singer of uh, the Smashing Pumpkins will be joining us in hour number three in about 20 minutes' time. Billy Corgan's going to join us. He'll talk about the uh, National Wrestling Alliance, which he bought. So that'll be great right there. Uh, But we turn to the phone lines right now. One of my favorite guests uh, to appear on this show, and um, not just because of, um, you know, the great conversations that we have, but his support. His support for Run Rich Run that he gave this year put a lot of money in the pockets of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital along with the Washington football team and uh, the Snyders as well together putting a ton of money in the pockets of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to help sick kids get better and make sure that parents of those kids never see a bill. He is uh, one of the best. He is the head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. How are you, Coach? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? I'm better for talking to you. I can't thank you enough for doing what you did. Um, I mean, you know, I know you, you'd you reached out about uh, the idea about supporting. Um, and then um, I, I wake up draft morning and I see your video with your dog saying, you know, let's run. And you had your dog run the 40 and that went viral. And it, it brought in so much money along with the special donation from you, you and your wife and uh, and the Snyders. Um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. But, you know, Rich, it, it, it's something that we need to do because we need to be aware that we can impact a lot of lives. And 
you know, I, I have to give uh, credit to my wife, Stephanie, though, because it was her idea. You know, she did all the research. And, and when she found out that one of the only children proton therapy units are uh, is associated with St. Jude's, we just knew we had to do that. And again, that's the that's the therapy that you went through, right, last year, yes. correct? Yes, yes, it is. And it's, it's such a non-invasive therapy that, you know, it only makes sense that the children uh, have it. And so we just wanted to make sure we, we support it uh, because we just know how important it really is. And how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm doing well, Rich. I'm finishing up my 10th month of, uh, of, re, uh, of, of rehab, of recuperation, uh, and it's, it's been going pretty well. Doctors have been pleased with all my reports so far, so we'll keep our fingers crossed that everything continues to go well. If you don't mind, whatever you want to share, what does that mean, your rehab? I mean, what do you do? How, how, does, how does that part of your day or routine or, or week or month in any way, shape, or form, Ron? Well, for the most part, it, it truly is just recovery. It's, it's just the body, you know, regenerating itself. It's, you know, I mean, I still have to do some certain neck exercises to, to continue to strengthen the muscles around the neck that, you know, that were, uh, you know, that, 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 that were at your feet from the, from the treatment. Um, you know, my swallowing, my vocal cords, stuff like that. Uh, but it's all simple stuff, and it, it's all been stuff that's been, you know, going well. And, you know, while well, just before we get to the football, just on, on the, the health and safety um, aspect of you and your team and, of course, our country and this world, uh, what, what is the are, – are you pleased? Is your vaccination rate of your team better? Because I know you publicly spoke about it since mm-hmm. you, are, you are at risk. I mean, you could not be yeah. more at risk based on, obviously, the update you just gave and your immune system – what are, are you pleased with what's going on with your team's vaccination rate as we're two weeks from the kickoff of the 2021 season? I, I am, you know, and, and kudos to our guys for, 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 for doing the things that we, we need to have them do. You know, um, we're, we're, we're at 90%. You know, we still have a few other guys and, and they're, they're, you know, they're looking at them nice, long and hard. So that's been a good thing for us uh, to get these guys on board. Um, and if we can get the, uh, the, the remaining few on board, it, it, it'll be a boon for us. It really will. So I'm excited about that. Well, would it be a boon for how do you view it football wise, a boon football wise, well, not just for you well, personally with your health and everyone else's, but well, because again, you, you don't want to be in the situation where, you know, you might have a couple of guys that, that, that contact trace or, or even test positive because now they're out, they, they can't play. And, and based on whether they get it or they contact trace, it goes all the way back to um, to um, to um, to if they get it, they're out. What amounts to almost two weeks, and if they and if they contact trace, they're out five days. So they can miss one, maybe two uh, games, even three. So, uh, and then just last one on this. I mean, how 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 do you converse with a player, or what would you say to another player on another team that you know won't mask up? or they're upset about being asked to even mask up, knowing that they're going to be fined for not masking up. That's what's going on in the NFL. That's kind yeah. of a big story today. What, what do you say on that front, Ron Rivera? Um, I think it's kind of silly not to, not to do something that's been, you know, that's been checked on, that's been vetted, um, that's been, um, that's been um, um, okayed uh, by, the, uh, by the FDA, first of all. And then secondly, it's, uh, it's something that's been um, – you know, that, 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 that's been approved. And, and, and so many times, you know, there are some things that haven't been approved by the FDA that we, we, we do. Um, you know, my understanding is uh, Tattoo Inc. Is not, um, is, is not FDA approved and it's not regulated. So, you know, 
what gives? You know what I'm saying? I mean, let, let's think about what we're doing. Does this make sense? Right. So, you know, we just, you know, I just tried to give examples of, of why they should. And it's, it seems to have worked. You're at 90% on the Washington football team right now going into the season. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very, very pleased with what, 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 we, what we've gotten our guys to, 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 to do. Um, and, again, um, we're not trying to force anybody. We're asking. You know, we just say, hey, look, can you, would you consider this? Think about this. You know, this, this, this affects all of us. You know, and, and so for the most part, I think the guys have been pretty receptive. You know, we're, we're, we're trying not to put, you know, un, un, undue pressure. We're just trying to inform and give them options. Ron Rivera here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, Ron, you, you got your team's feet wet, wet your beak a little bit in the playoffs last year. How will that experience, do you think, fuel what, what could be for the Washington football team in 2021? Well, I think it bodes well for us. But, but Rich, my, my concern coming into training camp was, you know, it was our, was our maturity level as a team. You know, we're a very young football team. The one thing I didn't want our guys thinking is that we've arrived, you know. Just because we, 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 we played well down the stretch, just because we got in the playoffs, it doesn't mean, you know, that we're automatically in again. We're going to have to earn it, and that's the thing they have to understand. So, um, you know, I don't, want, I don't want our guys approaching this season going, oh, well, you know, we've arrived. No, we haven't. We haven't arrived. We're still working. We're still learning. We're still growing. That's what I want. That's what I'm concerned about. Is that something Fitzpatrick can lead the charge on as a guy who's been there, done yeah. that, gotten so many opportunities, and is, it, it just seems like this one could be his most golden yet, Ron, to be honest. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and, and that's why having a veteran guy like that on the team is so important because he can speak to those things. He, he can point those things out. He can get people to understand, you know, just – Hey, you have to earn it every day. It's just not I'm showing up and things are and things are good to go. How does he lead on that front? What can you give me an example of, of watching him do just oh, that? Well, what I really appreciate is, is 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 as we practice the way he practices, the way he does things. You know, um, we had a great example. Uh, uh, Deami Brown was running a route and fits through the ball just to his side, and Deami had to had to stretch out to make the catch. And when Diami came to the, to the sideline, you know, Fitzy went up to him and said, hey, listen, now, on that certain type of situation, I'm going to throw away from your leverage. So just understand, if your leverage is on this side, I'm going to throw you over here to get you away from it. That way you can catch it in stride. So a little bit, you know, a few plays later in practice, Diami uh, went out, ran the same route, did the same move, and sure enough, Fitzy led him perfectly, and, and, and he caught the ball in full stride. And what would have been probably a five- or six-yard game turned into a 15-yard explosive play. And he comes to the sideline, and you could see the smile on the kid's face. And all Fitzy did was look at him and give him a thumbs up, and you could tell that the kid's going, man, that's cool. <sighs> I mean, that, that, that to me, that's leadership, and, and, and that's what you, you're hoping that you get from your veteran guys. I just think, you know, you, you, you know how much of a journeyman he has been, and, and that's a phrase that is definitely infused with a negativity because that means a team decides not to keep or a team right. thinks somebody else can do better or a team like last year decides to replace with a, a young quarterback, right? But mm-hmm. you've been around quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, and you've been around quarterbacks that have taken a team of yours to the Super Bowl. Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick has that ability, Ron Rivera, to do that? For I think team? Ryan Fitzpatrick can most certainly lead us. And will he get us to the Super Bowl? Well, that's what we're about to find out. Um, but I do know this. He's got the right kind of makeup. You know, he knows how to manage a game. He knows how to direct a, 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 an offensive charge. He knows how to get a team energized. 
and, and that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for a guy to come in and dominate and completely take over a game all by himself. We're looking about a, we're looking for a guy that can manage our football team, manage a game, and when he has to make a play, he's there to make a play or two for us. That's what I believe he can do for us. And how will the offense look different? I mean, this guy, as we also know, um, as opposed to last year when you had um, – you know, a, a, a raw quarterback out there in Dwayne Haskins and then a veteran in Alex Smith who was coming back from a catastrophic injury. We all know that Ryan Fitzpatrick sometimes sees windows that he shouldn't throw into and just screw it, yep. right? And he just, yep. he's, he's got that risking mentality here. And then you got some burners. How, how different will this offense look this year as opposed to last and then previous ones of yours, Ron? Well, I, I think this offense has a chance to be uh, to be just as dynamic as, as, as I've been associated with because of, of that, you know, because of that speed. It's one of the things that we went out and wanted to do on purpose. We, we went out with a thought process and the idea of getting faster. You know, that's why we drafted Danny Brown. That's, that's why we signed, signed Curtis Henry. You know, that's why we brought in William Jackson to play corner for us. You know, um, we wanted to get faster across the board as a football team. And a couple more minutes left with you, Ron. Um, Chase Young, how's he better? How's he already better? Oh man, I tell you, you watched him really work on certain aspects of his games that that you know he probably took for granted when he was in college. But now, because of the the pros that he's facing, he has to be so much better. And so now you see him; he's worked on certain aspects of his game that 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 weren't as sharp as they were or needed to be last year. So now you watch him, and he does some things that are different. His counters are different. His timing is different uh, coming off the ball. His explosive ability is there and he's been working on that and that's something that i think can really help him grow to, as he goes forward okay last one for you um what what's the, where, where's the the team nickname front i know again you got you know <laughs> rosters you got to build and teams you got to coach but you're also an integral part of that front office where where are we on the the new team nickname scenario well it, it's come down to three finalists okay. i know that okay um they had they had brought me in asked me my opinion on 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 the the uh there was i think it was like six finalists yes uh what i thought about them i gave them what i thought was the order um i do know uh, i sat down went through as far as the the color schemes that they're saying the same but how they're going to use them on the new uniforms okay uh and then the last thing last part is obviously is to decide on the name and to put the logo together and everything so that's kind of cool i know that's coming um, and we'll see. I'm excited about it. Okay, so you have given a Ron Rivera preference. You have given a check mark to one over the others. You have done yes. that. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and is it possible that they stick with the current name? It's just going to still be Washington Football Team. Is that? Well, I, I know that. I know that is something that is a consideration. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, Mr. Snyder, uh, Mrs. Snyder, and working with Jason Wright, they'll come. They'll come to a okay. uh, conclusion. Is it too late to put in the Eisen shows as a possibility? Is it? <laughs> is the door already shut? Is it too? I know I might be late to the party. Yeah. My timing may be off. Yeah. Timing's everything. It's too late. Just a little late to the party. Okay. The Washington Eisen shows the Wesses, the W E S S. It's just that's it's too late. <laughs> well, I can't. You, you're right. You, you know what? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Ron, right? Yep, you're right. Works? You're right. Well, I'm glad to hear you in good spirits and in good health and have a great season start. And let's chat down the line, Ron. Appreciate the time. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Right back at you. That's Ron Rivera at Riverboat Ron HC on Twitter, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rich, I really wanted you to. Three left. There's three left. It's down to three. It's down I, to three. I had a question, but I, it was probably not appropriate. I wanted you to see if you could 
get run to make sure that Chase Young would take it easy at least two games every year. <laughs> oh, that ain't happening. And just like not go off against the Cowboys. Oh, I, I'd appreciate that because I'm worried about that kid. You should be. He's a monster. He is an absolute he monster. He could have been Defensive Player of the Year last year. Yeah. And if he is the same Defensive Player of the Year type player, mm-hmm. and Ryan Fitzpatrick has this offense vertical, creating problems with their speed, and then the run game hits you in the mouth with Gibson mm-hmm. and others. I told you I think this team can go very deep. Yeah. And I told you that this could be Ryan Fitzpatrick's brass ring moment out of all of them. You look at every opportunity that he's had as the starter going in. Mm-hmm. This could be the best team he's ever had. Oh, yeah. yeah. And any opportunity that he's had the starter going in, it was kind of like, well, we'll see how it goes. The Jets, he was a starter going in after mm-hmm. his teammate's face got rearranged. You know, and I don't think that Jet team was anything close to as talented as what this team could be. Ron seems very much in his Washington gave the Steelers their first loss of the year last year. Mm -hmm. Washington can hit you in the mouth. Chase Young is potentially one of the best players at his position and on that side of the ball in the entire NFL. People just don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. They just don't believe in him. He does have some games where he'll just wing it around and have all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. Got from that throw, from just not him. throwing it in the window he should not throw it in. Yeah. And then there'll be times where the Washington football team will have 500 yards of offense next to him. <laughs> right. 600 yards of offense. And he's Some insane the best. sort of stuff. And then if, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can have like a 400-yard passing day mm-hmm. and put points in the end zone, that could be more than enough yeah, for Washington on the scoreboard. More than enough. There could be time where they just look up and it's a laugher. I'm telling you that is a possibility this mm-hmm. year. I believe in it. I'm choosing them to win the NFC East. Yeah, I don't know if I right. told you that weeks yeah. ago and I have, nothing's ago. happened. There hasn't yeah. been no injuries. There's been nothing to throw me off of that. I visited a place in the desert last week and placed a little... Uh, I don't understand what you're talking about. You might lose your single shot if you keep doing that. <laughs> Let's take a break so we're on time for the Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan. We're trying to talk wrestling and some uh, Chicago sports with yeah. Billy Corgan when we come back. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O 
O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Come on. How are you doing? <laughs> What's happening? Double layer can be cool, though, too. Want to lay another one on him? Yeah, go ahead. Put, him, put some beads in there, though. I'm going to wear my sunglasses out there. And the mirror, the mirror the aviator shades, too, right here. For me? <laughs> there you go. As my colleague Keith Olbermann said when he was once dressed in leather, welcome to the end of my career. <laughs> welcome it's to this good. edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I don't even know what to say. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's all hanging out. It's not good. I'm wearing boots. Hold on. They're like boxing boots, right? My God, these pants are terrible. <laughs> it's at this point in time that I despise fantasy football. <laughs> what are the rocker moves for these uh, photographs? Gotta, you know, this is always good. Yeah, like big arms is always good. Oh, big arms. Shame. Hands out. Hands out. Fist is always good, too. Fist? Yeah. Like a snarl. Like a, like a... Whose pants are these? Those are, uh, those are Travis's. Lexi Fox. Lexi Fox. The whole... Yeah. So the, this is this, really it. That's what he wears. That's one, one of his many, many outfits. Do we, is there is there a uh, picture so we could do sort of a who wore it better? Yeah! Oh, Come on, Those man. are the pants! I'm getting a lot of D. Snyder on my Twitter feed. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, or the, I think uh, Mickey Rourke, the wrestler. That's kind of a... Yeah. <laughs> the ramp, the ramp. Yeah, that'd be good. The last thing I didn't give you, though, and, and the reason I'm wearing sunglasses, though, yeah. is like, you know, rock guys, when they do interviews, you know, wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah! Come on! Killer! Uh, Rich, wow. we have a request on Twitter for a leg kick. Yeah! yeah. yeah. A rocker leg kick. How about that, Marshall? I think they wanted to make sure your pants didn't tear. Great. You're going above and beyond the bet here, Rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock them. Rock them hard. How are you, sir? You? I'm better. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I got nothing out here. How are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, Glenny? I'll take a uh, venti uh, pike place, please. Michael in New York City, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Michael? This is Michael Rappaport. Listen to me. <laughs> I, don't I knew it. Go off the air. Uh-huh. You, 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 you look like you look like Judas Priest. The whole band had a baby with Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot that Michael Rappaport uh, called in again, oh, delivered that line. Oh my. Wow, four years so ago. Fun. I survived it. I survived yeah. it. Four and a half years ago now. 
Man, time yeah, flies, man. Time does fly. Oof. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, I'm thrilled to have him on this program, the him being the, uh, the man who bought the National Wrestling Alliance, the oldest pro wrestling organization on planet Earth. His band, The Smashing Pumpkins' new album, Seer, is available everywhere now. It's the 11th studio album of The Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Billy? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. What What's... Uh, What's 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 on your sports radar screen these days, Billy? Walk me through it. What do you got for you? Mean in general or yeah. what we're doing? Sorry, yeah. I didn't want to. No, in general, in general for for you, like your your rooting interest before we get into NWA. What's on your well, sports? Well, I'm radar a long suffering Cubs fan, and we're <laughs> back. We're back in the in the cellar for a while. It's it's brutal. I'm so sorry, and you know it it didn't help that that Rizzo, Baez, and. Um, Chris Bryant homered, I think, in each their first games with each team that they joined. Mm. It couldn't have been helpful. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously you talk sports. I mean, my, my complaint for years was after they won the World Series, they just they seemed to just pivot towards just trying to hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was obviously some sort of data-driven thing because it was they, you know, they weren't even trying to hit against the shift. Guy, they were willing to let, have guys hit 240 but hit 26 home runs, and it just destroyed the team. I mean, to me... You had really good hitters up there who just were just swinging for the fences all the time, and it seemed to destroy the culture of the team. I mean, I watched it happen. They they were blowing games they could easily won. They could they would they refused to play small ball. They ran Madden out of town as if it was his fault, and then they just they just continued it. So I, I don't know. That's that's my perspective as a fan watching it all sort of disintegrate in slow motion. By the way, that's a fantastic perspective. <laughs> you that's a very insightful perspective. Billy, I, I got to be, be. I used to be the Cubs correspondent for a local radio station. So yeah, it was, I did that for a couple years. That was good fun. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love the game, and uh, but it's hard to watch. I mean, I, I'm speaking to anybody in general. I, right. I, I can't stand data analytic-driven baseball. It drives me absolutely insane. It's counterintuitive to the way the game is played. Um, and we, you know, for baseball fans, we know there's lots of games that are won more just on a play. It's you can't you can't statistic your way through winning. I just don't buy it. Well, I mean, last year's World Series that was as front and center as possible when uh, when the Rays yanked Blake Snell right in the middle of a game six that he was dominating against the Dodgers, and then sure as you could see it coming, that was the end of that because it was a third time through the order, and that's the way they do things. In Tampa. Yeah, I, I can't. You know? I just can't. I can't. I mean, I, I one one at bat comes to mind. It was one of those playoff games where the Cubs had backed themselves in a corner against the Brewers. They blew it at the end of the season. It was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like the eighth inning. The Cubs were down by a couple runs. Here comes Kyle Schwarber, who you know is definitely capable of a contact hitter. Comes up against the shift, and what's he trying to do in the eighth inning? Trying to swing for a home run. It's like all he had to do was just poke one down the third baseline. We got a guy in base, tying run, coming up to the plate. No, he's swinging. Swinging right towards the shot. You just want to lose your mind. Yeah, so I can't stand the shift, Billy. I'll be honest with you. I think it's 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 making baseball worse. That I think that, and I understand that. You know, uh, managers should be able to, you know, move people around as they see fit. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I I just find and that you know there was a Will a Ted Williams shift, you know, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But to me, I I just think that they should put. Um, a shortstop and third baseman must be on the left side of second base as you're looking out from home plate. And a second baseman and first baseman has to be on the right side and can't be any further out uh, into the outfield than about five feet. You could make some sort of a line, imaginary line or something like that, and see how that works for a year. You know, like let's, I, I would love nothing more. And I think you'd see a lot more 
base hits, more runners, more more stolen bases, more movement, like you're talking about. You know, I would see that. Well, look, you know, they, 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 what drives me insane is they, they keep trying to speed the game up, and I get that. You know, there, there is a point when the game's too long. But what they try to do is they try to make baseball not baseball. And when you, when you make it sort of not fun and it's, not, it's no longer about skill and sort of playing the game and you've just turned it into basically a living video game, I mean, the kids are just going to play video games. <laughs> They're going to watch that. Right. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, right, great hitter, uh, you know, watched him for many years with the uh, Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, in the last couple of years they put the shift on him. So he's, you know, he's a natural pole hitter. So what's he going to do? He's either going to hit a home run, a double, or into the shift. Those are his choices. Or he's got to become a completely different hitter. So somebody hands him a piece of paper and says, well, you're better off to hit in the shift. So he, hit, he hits 230, you know. I mean, who wants to watch that? Nobody. I agree with you. Um, is there any analytics in music? Uh, any, like some, you know, it's some... funny. Uh, quick st- uh, story. Sean Parker, you know, who was one of the original Napster guys and, and went on to be one of the founders of Facebook, mm-hmm. he pulled me aside one time at a party and he said, you know, I've developed this AI system that writes songs. It analyzes songs and can write, basically emulate hit songs. And then even recently, somebody had taken all the Nirvana songs, computer analyzed them, and did like the idealized Nirvana song, and they actually even had a band record it and release the song. Mm-hmm. And as I told Sean Park, and as I tell anybody who hears that, I just think that's the stupidest thing in the world. You know, because again, it's the X factor. It's like, you know, l- l- trust me, the music business doesn't want weirdos like me. But they, they can't, you can't invent me in a test tube, you know. Um, <laughs> Why do you think the music industry doesn't want a weirdo like you, Billy Corgan? What do you mean by that? Because, you, because look, you know, every business is about margins and commoditization, right? And, and the music business is no different. Right. But if you look historically who the biggest stars are in the music business, they tend to be outlying personalities. Michael Jackson, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, you know, James Hetfield, whatever. You know, they tend to be slightly different. You know, maybe it's an ADD thing. Maybe it's a brain chemistry problem. I don't know. But those are the people who tend to make the music that gets remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, 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 they really want to try to machine build those. I mean, look, Spotify not too long ago actually signed a record label that produces machine-made music. And the reason they did it is so when you're on your treadmill doing, you know, uh, you know, your, your spinning routine, you know, your, your routine to day, you know, keep, keep your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. Some of those songs are, spot, are machine generated by Spotify so they can make the money because they don't want to have to pay artists. So uh, I am mandated to ask, how did the song that, uh, that was AI created do when it was released? Did it? The, you mean the Nirvana one? Yeah, sure. It was kind of weird because it kind of sounds like Nirvana, you know, it's kind of familiar. But then you listen to this, like, it doesn't make any sense because, you know, a good song is like telling a story. So it's like hearing... It's like if you took all the best finishes of a movie and edited them all together. It doesn't make any sense, and that's what the Nirvana song, the fake Nirvana song, sounded like. So then, obviously, just like the whole gut and feel that you were saying is uh, should be relied upon uh, in sports, certainly baseball, how do you rely on that as a songwriter, guitarist, singer, Billy Corgan? How do you rely on that? How do you rely on your intuition? Yeah, your gut and your feel about you know, something l- like that. Listen, I, when, I, when I was a kid and I told people I wanted to be a musician, much mm-hmm. less be a famous musician, everyone told me I was absolutely insane. Then when I became a famous musician, everyone still told me I was insane. I'd I just been proven right. <laughs> 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 so, that sounds like a lyric, by the way. Thank the, you. You're so, welcome. The point Write is, that is, down. is <laughs> you know, uh, someone once told me, you know, once you, once you follow a delusion to the end of the rainbow and you're proven right, no one's ever going to tell you you're wrong again, no matter how crazy the delusion. <laughs> so I make decisions all the time which make absolutely no sense to me, but they turn out to be, 
you know, lucrative, not necessarily in the financial sense, but in the emotional or musical sense. So that's all I know how to do is just trust whatever says go left instead of right. And look, most musicians go right because it's comfortable. They get patted on the head and say, yeah, it sounds like Pink Floyd, therefore it's good. Um, outlying personalities, you know, tend to hit against the shift. You know, you just have to make those choices. So how is your 11th studio album, Smashing Pumpkins, new album, Seer, available everywhere now, uh, different than, than first? How, how, is it, uh, how, is it, how have you evolved, Billy Corgan? Uh, you know, you know uh, machine work, not so much in, in how, uh, it's more how music is made. Everybody uses computers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to, you know, back in the old days, we recorded on tape. I'm sure you remember that, those days. Sure. Um, and everybody uses computers now, so it's really changed the way young people write songs. And at first I was very resistant to it because I thought it was antithetical to the tradition that I've been raised in, which was more based on John Lennon and Bob Dylan and stuff like that. And then at some point I realized that the, the language had changed forever. It wasn't going to go back. And so I was, I was basically the guy on the corner with the saxophone saying what happened to the big bands. You know, um, If you listen to most popular music these days, you don't hear a lot of guitar. You hear a lot of kind of bright, very shiny, loud music. And so I had to sort of adapt my brain and think, well, can I make music in this way? Or should I just, in essence, keep making music, which I admittedly think is kind of dated? And so I would just wrap my head around the way people were making music these days. So I was able to use technology in a way that was more intuitive and not, uh, you know, the machines don't write my music, but I do use the machines to help me do things I couldn't do, you know, otherwise. Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk wrestling. Why'd you buy, why'd you buy the NWA? Why did you go do something like that? Well, um, I, I entered the business about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, kind of on a whim and, uh, and you know it also fell in. I think MTV actually ran a piece when I entered professional wrestling. Called, it was I think it was under the heading of Signs of the Apocalypse, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah, so so yeah, there was something about people's resistance to being professional wrestling that I kind of liked. I liked playing the contrarian in it. So um, I found myself working for a company a few years back, which is now called Impact, but at the time was called TNA. It was the second biggest company in the world. Uh, and I ended up working, you know, in this very uh, almost like a Dallas setting with a, you know, the the rich female owner who was like something out of a comic book and uh, lots of intrigue. And I ended up trying to buy the company, and they tried to screw me out of, I think it was uh, 1.83 million dollars. And wow. Uh, and so in 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 that, I ended up leaving that company, and um, and then I I sat on it for six months, and I thought I'm kind of done with wrestling. And then the opportunity came up to buy the NWA, which had in you know in 1948 was the primary wrestling organization in the world it's the oldest one in the world 73 years and counting and there was this opportunity by this historic uh you know promotion and when i did people ran articles what did he buy he bought absolutely nothing what do three letters mean absolutely nothing people thought i was insane uh even the wwe thought it was so worthless they didn't want to buy it even though it was you know not that expensive considering what what the wwe's worth and i've turned it around and, and brought it back to world prominence and now we have Ric Flair coming into an NWA ring for the first time nice. in about thirty something years. Um, just lots of fun stuff. It's you know, and 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 if anybody's a professional wrestling fan, I assume some of your listeners are. Oh. Um, it's a it's a it's kind of a golden age of wrestling right now. It's kind of a new renaissance. There's lots happening. I mean, CM Punk just came back after seven years, about broke the bank with social media and and attention, and that just even ESPN was running headlines about it. So you know, 
professional wrestling's here to stay. It's a big business. It's taken a long time to be seen as a as you know mainstream entertainment. But obviously, the success of the WWE being a billion dollar business proves that you know its 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 best days are still to come. Oh, there's no question uh, how popular wrestling is. As a matter of fact, my social media grand maester here on the Rich Eisen shows, he likes to be called T.J. Jefferson, is a diehard. I'll give you the floor, T.J. I know you wanted to ask Billy a question. Yeah, I mean, okay. Billy, how you doing, man? I'm fine, thank you. Good. You know, you and I, we have a few friends in common, a guy named Tommy Lipnick and Josh Richmond, who I was just texting with a few minutes ago. So Josh said to tell you what's up, and he's got an 82-inch TV to watch football with. That's good. He said it's going to drive you up the wall. <laughs> he's, 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 he's one of those people who talks to me about USC football, and I think he might as well be speaking Martian. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rich explained that you bought the NWA and why, but Billy, for me, like I'm an old-school wrestling fan, like right over my shoulder here, I have the uh, red velvet version of the Dome Globe belt. Um, I actually met you at a Super Bowl party with Josh a few years ago, and I showed you a picture of this belt. So my question to you is, when did your love of wrestling start when did it happen who who was what guys were your favorites as you were growing up and really getting yeah. into wrestling well i started watching in the early 70s with my 80 year old great grandmother mm -hmm. um and so i was watching i didn't of course didn't know i was watching you know legends you know uh uh the crusher uh dick the bruiser baron von raschke <laughs> you know um Vern Gagne, you know, I didn't know these guys were legends. They were just on my local Saturday morning television, and here I was, a little kid watching just, you know, these guys beat each other up, and I, it seemed like a strange alien world. So somehow it stuck with me through all the years. And then in the late 90s, I kind of fell back in love with it when I started meeting guys behind the scenes. I met Stone Cold, uh, Mick Foley, uh, The Rock, you know, really nice people behind the scenes, very friendly. They kind of explained to me what I was watching, and I, f I found myself sort of intrigued by the business more so than even what was going on in the ring. And that started me on this crazy journey, and 20 years later, here I am <laughs> owning the NWA. And if you would have told me when I was a little kid I'd own the NWA, I would tell you you were insane. Well, as someone who's a huge wrestling fan, Billy, I just want to say thank you for doing that because, you know, a lot of times wrestling fans like to argue this company better than this company, that company is better than that company. But if you're a true wrestling fan, all you want is for all these organizations to succeed and, and put out a good products. And I think that's where we're at right now. Now, you may have just broken some news that I don't think has really been out there. Ric Flair did ask for his release from WWE. He showed up at a AAA show in Mexico. And now you just said that Ric Flair will be showing up on yeah, NWA. He'll be at our, he'll be at our uh, NWA 73 show. Um, you can watch it on Fight, which is a digital platform. Mm -hmm. it'll be, it's on pay-per-view. Yeah, Rick will be there. Um, and, and, and he's going to come I think that's the a, ring and, and, and address the fans, which is amazing because he literally hasn't been in an NWA ring. I mean, you can argue about because he was obviously in Crockett and WCW. Mm -hmm. So you pick your year when Rick left the NWA, but it's been a good 30-something year. Yeah, like 85, 86, 87, yeah. somewhere in there. And, so. and obviously Rick's the greatest NWA champion of all time. Mm -hmm. And as somebody said recently, you know, um, you know, as far as that guard that we grew up on with Dusty and Harley uh, race, um, you know, Rick's, you know, Rick's that other guy in Mount Rushmore that, that we all look up to. And so to have him uh, coming in to, to help us with our show is, is really a great honor. And I think it's going to be really exciting. And we're, and we're wrestling at the Chase in St. Louis, mm -hmm. um, which hasn't had wrestling in the building for 37 years. So it's a historic night all the way around. Yeah, two big pay-per-views this weekend, including the all-women's pay-per-view Empower. Did I say that right? Because there's three R's at the you end. you got to kind of roll your R's. Okay, sorry. Let me, let me do that again. <laughs> pa pardon me, Billy. i got to get into the roll here. Uh, let me do that again. 
Wrestling at the Chase is returning after 37 years with two big pay-per-views this weekend, including all the women's pay, the all women's pay-per-view empower. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that okay. I got the I got the pro read there. Thank you. Oh please, I'm, I only know one speed. Billy. <laughs> uh, that's Saturday, August 28th, and then the big one, NWA 73, commemorating NWA's 73rd anniversary Sunday, August 29th, both on Fight TV and Ric Flair's back in. Fold. I think we broke news here yeah, on the Rich uh, Eisen Billy show. Did. Thank you very much, Thank Billy, you, Billy Corbin. Absolutely. We appreciate the time. Let's do this again. Uh, I, um, we'll we'll, we'll um, have you on anytime you want to chop it up about anything. I really enjoyed this conversation. I, I, whenever you want to talk about baseball's insanity, I'm happy to be your... Well, you're, you're, how about this one? Your cudgel. You, wanna, you know what? The, the one thing that I'm railing against right now, Billy, is the uh, fact that baseball does not require their umpires to explain to the crowd what they're reviewing and why they came out of review with the result that they came out. They just use pantomime, safe, out. You have no idea if what they've just seen, and it's infuriating to me. It's just but isn't but, being mad at the umps just part of the game? I guess so. <laughs> uh, it is my – it's just, I guess, a more high-tech way of screaming, you suck, Blue, <laughs> you know, but um, – I'd like to feel like I'm a little bit better than that. I do love the sport. I, I Honestly, like it is my first love. I talk NFL for a living on NFL Network now for 19 years, but it is my first love. So you and I can uh, absolutely uh, bond on that, and I appreciate the call. Appreciate you, have, you have five seconds for a quick you, uh, six degrees of separation a million between percent. you and I? Oh, Billy Corgan. Okay. A, oh, oh, yes. Go when, for when it. When the NFL Network started, they came to me, and they wanted to use my song today for the first promo ad. Okay. And what happened? I think I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it wound up with Dear Mr. Fantasy from Traffic? Yes. Yes. I, I had no idea. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be today. I believe, I believe. Uh, I, I don't know how blue you can work on your network here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I believe they, uh, they, they lowballed me at the NFL network. And, and I remember thinking, I think they got money. I think they could pay a little bit more. So, so you, <laughs> I said no. Okay, in, in, in the most uh, polite manner in which you're telling that story. So, because that that was one of the greatest commercial campaigns I've ever been fortunate to to be featured in is the campaign of "Being Rich Doesn't Suck" uh, was the tagline, and the "Dear Mr. Fantasy" was the soundtrack. You're saying the first choice was your song, and you said no. Cause yes, this- and when I saw the ad and I saw how well it was done, of course I was regretful because I thought it was a great ad. <laughs> um, that's why I remember it so clearly because it was one of those kind of you know. I could have been in Gone with the Wind. I could have been. I, my song could have been in the original NFL Network commercial. And- <laughs> I appreciate you equating those two pop culture iconic moments: Absolutely. my commercial and uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, Billy, I think that's that's appropriate. So thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you, brother. That's right, Billy, Billy Corgan. Everybody, uh, get out of here. How about that? Wow. Today that would have been a good. That's. I mean, that's the greatest. I mean, that's a fan. That was fantastic song for that. And the NFL's like uh, oh, wow. a little bit, you know. They got some. So scratch. Steve Winwood has low standards. Is that, what it, <laughs> is that what he just told me? Wow. I don't know. That would have been. That, that's a great song, man. So. That's in. That's actually very. Or did they hit the number for Steve Winwood mm. in traffic? The dear Mister Fantasy, Fantasy commercial. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's dude. Epic. Should I should I take a break and tell the story? I've got, got so it. many stories from yeah. that. And now I want to get that clip and then put you in that uh, tub to, today wait, over the song. Right, we'll we'll take like, a break. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the Rich. Yeah, Austin I want to hear this. And then we'll set up shop for Friday. Wow, I am going to have to take a few seconds to absorb amazing. that one. All right, Coop's getting up to go putt now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. True or false, you have a two-year diploma in architectural drafting. Is that true or false? It's a certificate, and it was one year. Just one year? One year, yeah. It was, they, they crammed four years into one year. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have designs, if you will, on being an no. architect at all? I was doing it. I was into it. Then, like, the stuff we were doing with NWA started taking off. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to do was be at that school. I was ready to leave. You were ready to take off. But I, but I you know, stuck it out. I graduated, got my certificate, and I think, you know, my mother hung it up somewhere, but I never looked at that thing since. Which school was this? It was called Phoenix Institute of Technology. I don't even know if it's there no more. P-I-T? P-I-T. Yep. A fake DeVry. (laughs) (laughs) Fake DeVry. Yeah, it's like a fake DeVry. Okay. Uh, Here's another. I got two more. Uh, Next one. You got the name Ice Cube from your brother because girls were calling the house asking for you all the time and that you were too cool for your age. True or false? They were calling for him. It's true. They were calling for him and I would pick up. You know, trying to holler at him. You know, I was like, man, he got a big head. You don't want to be with him. You want to be with me. I'm, I'm a little bro, bro. And uh, he found out. And back in the day, they would, you know, if you had an old refrigerator, they would put it on the curb and, you know, the junk man would come pick it up. And, and we had one on the curb down the street that was there for days. He was like, you know what? Slam your ass in that freezer on the, at the end of the block. When they pull you out, you're going to be an ice cube. You know, kids die in freezers, right? So so uh, when I walked out the house, you know, I didn't want nobody to call me O'Shea no more. I'm like, my name Ice Cube. And so it just stuck. They started calling me Cube and never called me O'Shea since. <laughs> yeah. Last one. Uh, Jerry Curl wigs used in Straight Outta Compton were valued at $15,000 each. Man, I'm supposed to know about a Jerry Curl wig. We had the real deal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Jerry did our curls back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know about wigs and how much they cost. I'm pretty sure they're expensive. And I've heard about gangs going in and stealing, like, wigs and extensions out of, like, nail shops and hair shops. So... I don't think they cost 15000 If they did, somebody got beat. Because them wigs, someone was kind of tired. They needed work. 
Well, I'm just wondering if you were a producer of the film, you had to you had to okay whether the wigs were yeah, I did. passable or not. Yeah, I did. I did. I was really uh, pretty anal about that because some Jerry Curl wigs can look comical. And it's, this was not, no comedy, you know? So yeah. we had to make sure they look right and it didn't look like, you know, the Soul Glow family from uh, Coming to America. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. What a show. I mean, when you got Travis Kelsey, uh, Nicole Auerbach, first up from The Athletic, talking about this um, new football alliance or historic alliance of academia and football. The press release was academia and football, but it's really like <laughs> football, football, football and, and other stuff. Let's just do the academia. <laughs> we got down pat. We'll figure out the football at some point. And, and again, the, the, the whole business with the Pac-12 and Big Ten and ACC is to make sure nobody's jumping ship now to the SEC. And then at some point when they're talking brass tacks about a college football playoff format and who's involved, who's televising, who's bringing their their power to bear these three team conferences can look at each other and say, our three is equal to your one SEC. Telling you, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is sitting back, cigar lit. Although he said he runs marathons. I don't know how many cigars he's smoking. <laughs> yeah, well, but MJ smokes cigars, right? I'm just so. sitting there thinking he's he's got to be looking around the landscape and saying, all right, we got 16. That's half an NFL once Texas and, Lo- and Oklahoma gives us. That's half a league. All we got to do is get 16 more. Maybe we get the four best from the other, you know, four other spots, and that's 32, and let's go. And then everybody on the outside looking in, and there's a whole power, there's a whole power vacuum in the NCAA right now. Maybe the SEC could step into it. I don't know. You know, we'll get on tomorrow's show. We're going to get Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports. He's been covering this quite a bit. We'll get him on tomorrow's show talking about it. Um, also on tomorrow's show, Seth Wickersham of, of ESPN is going to join us because he just did this incredible um, feature on Matthew Stafford, whose story is totally under the radar because so many other quarterbacks have been acquired since him being the first. Yeah, he kicked it off. And, right? yep. you know... It's amazing. L.A., the number two media market in the United States. But here's Matthew Stafford coming in from Detroit, hooking up for the Los Angeles Rams, getting set to hand off to fellow Georgia Bulldog Sony Michelle <laughs> yeah. now, right? Woods, Cup, all these yeah, other Tyler youngsters on offense. Old, old hand Andrew Whitworth, man in the, uh, the O-line. anchor on the O-line. Nobody talking about them because we're focused on Jimmy Garoppolo and his million-dollar smile. Rams are probably okay with that, too. Um, sure. Well, Buda Baker on yesterday. Don't talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> A.J. Green. Yeah. So that'll be on tomorrow's show, and I think Ryan Leaf's going to join us as well. Mm-hmm. His college football season right around the corner. And then preseason football writ large tomorrow, uh, week three, begins. And then uh, we had Travis Kelsey on. Great mm-hmm. chat with Ron Rivera, who gave some terrific insight on the leadership skills of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then how great of a conversation was that with Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins? We talked wrestling, baseball, and music, and analytics in baseball and analytics in music. And then he broke some news that Ric yeah. Flair is going to be back with NWA. Ooh, NWA. In an NWA ring, yeah, for the first time in well over 30 okay, years. Okay, there you go. And we broke wrestling news, which is exactly why the, the Rich Eisen Show was created. 
Think about like I'm saying, I don't think that that news has been out, Rich. Well, so yes, he broke two he pieces broke two of news. Pieces. Billy Corgan, yeah. he broke Billy Corgan, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins and the songwriter, and I mean, he he broke two pieces of news on this program that Ric Flair is going to be part of the NWA's uh, X paper wrestling at the Chase pay per view in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's back, and then. He dropped at the end. Hey, can I? You got a few seconds for me to say about separated birth between me and you? And you're like, of course. Me and Billy Corgan and Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> he said that the NFL Network and the NFL reached out to him when we were creating our first ever TV commercial and promotional campaign to have today of Smashing Pumpkins be the song and soundtrack of the campaign that was very well run and very well received, thank goodness, of me in all various parts of the NFL world with the tagline of being rich doesn't suck and tune into NFL Network and NFL Total Access. And the soundtrack of it was Dear Mr. Fantasy by Traffic. And that was that just went all over the place. Everywhere. And NFL Network, bless them, spent a ton of money. It was on every yeah, channel. Network. It was everywhere. Yeah. And I'm blown away. I am. I'm, I'm and he so said mad. that he said no because he said the NFL lowballed him. I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. it's an amazing story. I've that's, never heard that. It's the NFL Network no, is about to celebrate our 19th season, 18 years. We're about to cut the ribbon on a new studio mm-hmm. up the road from here, at the right next door to the new SoFi Stadium. Maybe they can get it for the 20th anniversary. And the store, I mean, <laughs> I remember shooting those commercials. Yeah. We, th- it was before we went on the air, before I met you, before I yeah. moved out to Los Angeles. It was the summer of 2003. And Chris Samuels of, uh, of, of the Washington football team at the time was in it. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Vick was the most famous one. And it was because they wanted to put me in various parts of the NFL world from a, uh, and, uh, a New York Giants training table eating yep. steak with the offensive line. David Deal was one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, there are yeah. five Giants offensive linemen. You and Deuce uh, McAllister buying. Uh, Deuce, I was do, I was I was okaying Deuce McAllister's <laughs> uh, bling purchase of a watch, looking through a loop, and I would just I, look at him and I I just yes, nodded my head. Fantastic. One you know one of the takes they were like giving me they they wanted me to give a thumbs up. I just said I uh, I just nodded my head and just handed it back to him. I went under the hood. <laughs> With an NFL ref, you know, replay hood, I I went under the hood and I came out and we did so many different takes of me giving thumbs up or patting the guy on the back. The one we used was me going, eh, I can't tell. (laughs) And then I was in a film room with Michael Vick and Dan Reeves. And on the same day, I was uh, putting the football in the jugs gun for Torrey Holt to catch. Mm -hmm. And Torrey Holt was a member of the St. Louis Rams. And that was being shot on the grounds at Falcons headquarters in Georgia. They had to get they had to get a totally different uh, trailer for Tory Holt to stay in because they wouldn't let him in the facility. They wouldn't let him in the building. It was a Ram. The Falcons like we are not letting a St. Louis Ram in the building. (laughs) They were not going to do that. And then, of course, having it all to the soundtrack of "Dear Mr. Fantasy." I was at a Raiderette tryout. One after the other. It took weeks to shoot. And it was all put together. And it was amazing. 
and now I'm here, and it could have been a totally different song, and it would have been a totally different vibe, but it would have been just as great. Yeah. I just uh, watched the video during the break, yeah. and I played today over it. And? Dude, it's, I mean, it, it works. Worked. It works. It works. <laughs> it works. Wow. It would totally have worked. I want to thank Billy Corgan for blowing my mind. Wow. And Travis Kelsey and Ron Rivera and Nicole Auerbach. Yeah. That'll wrap it up for this Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, oh, before we go, we're checking in on Chris Brockman. Let's see. what's uh, There he is. How it started, <laughs> how it's going. <laughs> That's his No Limit Fantasy Draft. That's round one. That's round one. <laughs> All right. We're back to give... Uh, our Peacock audience and our Sirius XM audience, two more minutes.